Hi everyone, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Tara Girls. We are joining you for episode three of the Tara Girls podcast. Yay! Welcome. <laughs> if you've made it this far, you're a real VIP. <laughs> if you haven't checked out our first two episodes, go back and do that. We are officially on Spotify. So maybe you're listening to us from Spotify. Maybe you're listening to us from our little Terror Girls podcast website. Um, we'll eventually be on Apple. One day we'll be cool enough for it. No matter where you found us, we are glad that you did. Um, we are from Terror Running Company in Cleveland, Tennessee, which you probably know. Um, and in the first couple episodes, we interviewed each other. Mm-hmm. So episode one, Tiff interviewed me, Brittany. And then in episode two, I interviewed Tiff. In episode three... We have a guest. Woohoo! It's not just us yapping away. So um, our our lovely guest, should we let her introduce herself? Or yeah. Should we, should we introduce her? Or like how? how uh, uh, we're getting the hang of this. So uh, let's let you introduce yourself. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Abigail Bly. You can call me Abby. Um, I work at Cleveland Coffee and Market, which is right next to Terra Running Company. So if you've been in there, you should come back and stop into the coffee shop and visit me. Yep, if you've been if you've visited Tara, you know that we're connected to a coffee shop. People walk in the front door and one of the first things they say is, "Oh my gosh, it smells so good in here." <laughs> um, and it is because of the lovely coffee smell and it is probably because Abby has brewed some fresh pots of coffee or is currently making someone an espresso drink. Oh yeah. So Brittany, why why are we interviewing the wonderful Abby today? Um well, she's great. And we wanted to make Abby a terror girl. Um, But really, Abby is a new runner. And so we wanted to talk to her not just about her um, career in the coffee shop and her contribution to Tara and her being our friend. But we also wanted to talk to her about this new life change she's made as being a new runner. But before we do that, Abby, we have to go on a warm up. So we're going to ask you some quick questions. We need some quick answers, first things that pop into your head. Okay. Ready? Yes. Favorite food? I really like raspberries. Oh, that was quick. Good. Very quick. She's a fast runner. Okay. Okay. Book, movie, or nap? Can I say audiobook? Yes. I've gotten into that recently. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. You're also a fan of the Libby app, right? I am. Yes. It's brand new to me, but I love it so much. So Libby is an app where you can borrow audiobooks from a library. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm a big library book fan, too. Uh, Okay. Best TV show ever made. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'll just say New Girl. I always come back to New Girl. Love New Girl. I, I felt like you were going to say that. <laughs> I felt it. I felt it. Um, okay, mountains or beach? Oh. I'll say beach. Mm. I really like the warm weather. Mountains are nice, but I, do, I don't like being cold. That's fair. True. Uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I already have one. It's finding four-leaf clovers. <gasps> That's true. You do. I do. I've always found them ever since I was a kid. Is that like a genetic uh, mutation that you're able to do that? I don't know because my mom always told me that I get it from my grandmother. So maybe it is or maybe I'm just lucky. Are you Irish? I'm actually not. (gasps) I'm not. Can you believe that? Wow. Do you save the four-leaf clovers? Mm Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, my mom had this little like photo wallet and she would put them all in the photo slots and now I just have a little notebook, and I'll tape them in there, or I will forget about them, and they'll shrivel up, and I'll say, "Oh no." <laughs> so, like, what? How many? How many four leaf clovers are we talking? Like, what's our what's our count in my lifetime? Yeah, yeah, lifetime. I'd say upward of a hundred. 
I don't think I've ever found one. I've never found one either. <gasps> and we, me and Abby have been, like, outside together. I've, and we're looking at the same patch of grass, mm-hmm. and she will see them, and I won't. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Uh, last warm-up question. Okay. What book are you currently reading or listening to? Okay. So I just finished Everybody Always by Bob Goff. And <gasps> Love it was that. incredible. Really challenged me in a lot of ways. I will probably listen to it again. Nice. That was a great one. Oh yeah. Yes. So yeah. audio audiobook it was. Yes. Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. I'm just curious. When you're listening to audiobook, are you like are you running? Are you are you cleaning? Are mm-hmm. you just sitting on your couch? Like what what's what's a typical like audiobook listening situation for yeah. you? Yeah. All of the above. I have a hard time sitting down and just doing one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So I'll usually turn it on when I'm running, when I'm cleaning, when I'm driving. Um or I'll just listen to it and do a little Sudoku puzzle on my phone or do a yarn craft. I do love yarn crafts. <laughs> oh, love that. Well, should we jump into yarn yes. crafts right now? Or, uh, I, I wanted to talk to you about what else you do for fun, but that was the last question. Let's start there. Oh. So Abby makes coffee, finds four-leaf clovers, listens to audiobooks, and what else? Oh, my gosh. Well, I am very crafty just Mm -hmm. as a whole, not just on yarn, though. Mm -hmm. So I have always had an interest in, like, origami when I was younger, except I would use a lot of, like, scotch tape, and then my mom would get upset because I was using all the tape in the house. But, you know, (laughs) we've moved past that. Um, I've always enjoyed, like, drawing and painting. If you go to the coffee shop, all the menu stuff up there, that was was me. Um, the paintings in the bathroom, too. So I've always enjoyed that. And the painting on the outside wall. Yeah. That one, too. Basically yeah. a mural. Yes. yes. My first one. Yeah. Yeah. If you've been to downtown Cleveland, or if you haven't, you should come. Um, on our outside building, kind of Tara and Cleveland Coffee, uh, mm-hmm. it says follow for coffee in big letters, and there's a big yeah. arrow, and there's paintings of um, little coffee beans down the sidewalk. Um, and Abby did all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little hopscotch down there, too, mm-hmm. so you can take a little hop on your way in. Awesome. So yarn crafts, um, origami, Mm -hmm. do you make them for yourself, for other people? What's your... A mixed bag. I I like to furnish and decorate my own home, so I have this, like, huge garland of pom-poms across my wall in my living room. Um, I've done little paintings for myself just to hang up on the wall, and I like that I can make my own decor and just, like, really stick to a theme that I Mm -hmm. like. But I also really like making things for my friends, and I think it's really special because it's handmade. I can really personalize it to who they are. Um, I have a friend getting married soon, so I'll be making a little sign to go somewhere in their home. Um, I've made quilts for friends. I've, you know, embroidered some shirts for them. So... That's awesome. Yeah. Another, and I feel I feel like this connects to your superpower. But <laughs> Abby's also really good at propagating plants and caring for plants well. Yeah. Yes. Um, Tell us about your plant. I babies. should have said that sooner. I <laughs> love plants. Oh my gosh. So growing up, my I don't know. Both of my parents have a pretty good green thumb. Most recently, they've been um, working on a garden in our backyard and just growing stuff they'll be growing some kale soon so that'll be fun for them yeah I'm not a kale fan myself but I hope they can be (laughs) um (laughs) but 
you know, my mom always had house plants around. I would watch her just water them. She has this orchid that she's had for years and she'll like make those ice cubes with the orchid food in them. And I think it was just so fascinating to see like growing up, like, wow, you can maintain something that isn't like a human person that you birthed or our dog or something Mm -hmm. like that. And so when I got to college, I, you know, we're all kind of hurting for money. When we first got to college, I didn't know how to really decorate my room. Mm -hmm. And the dorm that I was living in had a pretty, pretty nice window, pretty big windowsill. So I just started getting little plants. Like I would stop by Lowe's, Mm -hmm. just get a little succulent or eventually moved up to a pretty standard, easy house plant. Oh my gosh. It's like a drug. I just, it just took off. (laughs) So now my living room is full of plants. Oh my gosh. I must have at least 20, but it's also so crazy to see how easy it is to propagate them. There's some plants where you can cut it off in the middle of the stem and it'll just grow roots where you cut it. And other times you have to look for like a vine that has a little, it's called a node and the roots come out from the node and you just stick that in water and wait and then it just grows on its own. You hardly even have to do anything. It's so cool. Abby recently had our staff over to her beautiful apartment. (laughs) It is beautiful, and it does have all these wonderful plants. And I was commenting on she had this little baby ZZ plant. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, yeah, I was in the mall the other day, and it it was just broken (laughs) off there, just in the pot, just completely, like, dying. And she just picked it up, and now it is living in her apartment. Wow, you are a plant rescuer. I am. That's amazing. It's a good thing, too, because we do have a few plants in the coffee shop, Mm -hmm. um, and there aren't really windows in the coffee shop. It's super cool. There's really awesome old brick, and it's, like, a great vibe, but there aren't, like, a lot of, like, natural light spaces. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure if Abby wasn't, like, over there, nothing would be living. Everything would be dead. Well, and I also have a peace lily Mm -hmm. that my mom got me um, in the front of the running store that, you know— with left to its own devices and me to care for it, it would be dead, like the other peace lily she's bought me. But Abby has treated it so nicely that it got so big mm-hmm. that she I asked her to take it home and repot it. And how many <laughs> how many plants did you get out of it? I must have I think individual stems, maybe like thirty, and then I was able to put it into eight different pots. It's amazing. From one peace yes. lily. The Huge. poor little crowded Peace Lily was shoved in one pot. I love that we asked her about her superpower, and it's, like, actually kind of real. It is (laughs) real. Ours ours were fake. We were like, I said, talk to animals. And I wanted to time. (laughs) Abby just actually is the, like, plant whisperer. Super, super woman. Well, let's go back um, to the beginning. Where do you call home? Ooh. I was born in Maryland, and I lived in the same house for my whole life except for my first year of life when I was too young to remember anything. Um, (laughs) We lived in a different house obviously. Um, So yeah it's home. I live south of Annapolis if anyone is familiar with Maryland in the slightest Um, and you know that's where my family is, where my parents live, all of my cousins. We were all very close growing up. It was myself and five other girls my age. And for context, I also have an older sister. So if you can imagine, it was just the nine of us girls just having a ball all the time, just having a blast. Okay, well, I think 
I think the obvious like kind of follow-up to that is how did you make it to Cleveland, Tennessee from Maryland, yeah. which I am also from Maryland. So. Yeah. Hey, Maryland. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to get just a little bit personal, I was expelled from the first high school that I went to, and it was just a public school. I transferred to a private Christian school, and I really fought against it because I didn't know God at the time, and I thought that religion was silly. Um, once I transferred to that school and I like met God, really like accepted him into my life and all of that, I realized how, um, I guess how special it is to be a part of a community that in general shares that same value in life of like loving others well and like pursuing things higher in a sense. So when it came time to look for colleges to go to, I knew two things, that I wanted a similar community environment that my very small private school gave to me, and I also wanted to move somewhere warmer. (laughs) (laughs) Maryland just has all four seasons almost all the time. It's crazy. The winters get very cold, and I could not tolerate it for much longer. So I just started looking for colleges in the south, and I knew that I wanted to be in a psychology program. And I did a lot of judging of colleges based on their websites. Mm-hmm. And the university had a wonderful website. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I convinced my parents to drive down for Lee Day. And I just fell in love with the campus. The environment was great. Everyone was so welcoming. And I applied. It was actually the only school I applied to. And I got in. Yeah. So my whole senior year, I was just set. Didn't have to worry about that and I have loved being in Cleveland. That's awesome. A similar story for a lot of Clevelanders. I also went to Lee, as you Mm -hmm. guys, uh, I think I mentioned that, if you heard last week's episode. Um, But kind of the second half of that question then, how did you end up at Cleveland Coffee and Market? You know, in transparency, I just needed a job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had only ever worked at, you know, like bigger groups. I had a job at a grocery store. I used to work at a kennel. Um, I had a desk job at a counseling center just doing administrative work for a while. And I wasn't sure that I wanted something like that um, when it came time to look for a job. So I had expressed interest in the coffee shop before, but it was at a time when they were not hiring. So I kind of thought that Brittany didn't like me as a person. But... (laughs) But that's just because I jumped to that conclusion because you were like, sorry, no, we're not hiring. And I was like, she doesn't mean that. She's just trying to let me down nicely. Um, But now that I know you, that's a silly thing. Um, But I would go into the coffee shop back when it was still Bear Brew. And um, all the baristas were always so welcoming. It seemed like a very, like, communal space. There was a... I don't know how many times I can say I like the environment before I sound like a broken record. (laughs) Um, It's pretty nice. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Yeah, and I just wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of something, something small that had a big influence on the community. And I think before I applied, accepted the job, I knew like, okay, this place really has earned their standing in Cleveland and people really respect them. But now that I'm a part of it, I can really see why people, like, love the coffee shop, the running store so much. 
Well, it's because we have a great team, and you're a part of that. Yes, we do. Um, so can you tell us more about what you do at Cleveland Coffee and Market? What mm-hmm. What are parts of the job that you really like? Yeah, I kind of dabble in a lot of different areas, <laughs> of course. I work behind the bar, so I'm making the coffee, making the lattes, our grizzlies, all of that stuff. I will toast your bagel if you want it toasted. <laughs> um, so, you know, like the, the normal things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working at the coffee shop for a little over a year. And just for some more timeline context, I graduated from Lee back in December. Around that time, maybe around January, I started working um, pretty much full-time hours. And that gave me a lot of opportunity to um, adopt some more responsibilities in the store. I took on the role of ordering our coffee beans every week. I just did that two days ago. There will be in today, hopefully. That's like the most important thing in the coffee shop. No one sees it done, Mm -hmm. but if that doesn't get done by Wednesday, (laughs) we're closed. We're out of coffee. So it's so important. And it is really, you know, we we work with a roaster in Greenville, South Carolina, and I used to order the beans and then begrudgingly delegated it to someone responsible, but I really need to make sure that it's in someone's hands who is going to remember, Mm -hmm. not buy too much, buy enough, you know, be thoughtful about it. So don't underestimate. Don't let her pass by this quickly, making you think it's not an important job. It's the most (laughs) important thing of the whole coffee shop. (laughs) If there's no coffee beans, there's no coffee. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I've forgotten once or twice, and I decided to never make that mistake ever again. (laughs) And luckily, I haven't yet. Um, Knock Knock on on wood. (laughs) What else? I take our recycling normally once a week. Mm -hmm. I usually slack on that, though. But it always gets to the recycling center eventually. Yeah. And that's something, too, that we, like, there's no recycling pickup in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. um, for a while we didn't recycle. And then Abby felt really strongly about, mm-hmm. you know, having recycling. And so we came up with a system. And so we're really proud that we recycle. Oh, for yeah. the running store and the coffee shop, we go through a lot Oh yeah, of recycling. A lot of cardboard especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all those milk jugs in the coffee shop. It's mm-hmm. just, it really adds up. And I can't imagine just putting it all in the landfill. Yep. So, yeah, I'll take that. I'll say every 10 days because it's certainly <laughs> not once a week. I'll own that. Yeah, and I think what a lot of people don't realize that Abby has helped me with a ton and Tiff um, is, you know, in an independent store like ours, there's no, like, blueprint from corporate, right? Like, mm-hmm. everything that's on our menu, we made. Everything, every decision that's made is probably by one of us right here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so there's, you know, we have a lot of autonomy, but we also have a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And if something is confusing or um, creating a problem with customers, it's not like we can call on the higher ups to fix it. It's us coming up with the solution. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's been super helpful for me, having people with you know, who think a little bit differently than me, but are also super capable to come up with the solutions. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about coffee, and if you know me, I love coffee, and I love running, and I feel like a lot of runners love coffee, but let's pivot to running. Yeah. How did that How did that start? Um, yeah. When did that start? How did that start? Tell us a little bit about your running journey. Yeah. So you'd think I would have been interested once I started working at the coffee shop and was right next to the running store every day. But for the longest time in my life, I was like, ugh, I hate running. And that was normally because every every time I would try, I was just, you know, thinking I have to run, not jog. 
and I would always go for like a sprint. I have to be running fast, never thinking about what endurance looks like or just like distance running for the sake mm-hmm. of getting some miles in. So I don't know. I think it was probably like a spring fever kind of thing where I wanted to get out of the house. You know, Lee University is right near my house. I can, it's within walking distance. Um, Wanted to go do something else with my free time besides like sitting on my phone because who actually feels good about that? Not me. Um, And I, you know, own some nice hokas, some, what are they? Clifton nines, I think? Clifton. Clifton? Eight or seven. (laughs) One of those. I don't know. Um, (laughs) And I just put them on and ran around the field in front of the nursing building at Lee. Um and was exhausted. I was so winded. I did not know how to run, did not know, but I was determined to figure it out and to just try something new for myself, try something that I had never appreciated. So I just started going. If you don't mind me asking, how far did you go on that first inaugural run? (laughs) (laughs) Don't be embarrassed. I think... I got like half a mile in 13 minutes. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Yeah, you were probably like, yeah, running and then walking a little bit maybe. Yeah, because like I said, I thought that running was just going as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Not like a sprint, which I think is different in my brain, of course, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. as a thing in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would just run really hard and then get so winded and be like, why is why am I so out of shape? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. I just wasn't doing it you know, wise, Mm -hmm. smart. Yeah, and I mean, the reason I ask Abby that question is, uh, and we kind of talked about this, I think, a little bit in one of the other episodes, is I think a lot of people have this concept of what running has to be, Mm -hmm. and it feels so intimidating, but it doesn't have to be. It can literally just be deciding to get up off your couch and be outside in the the air and kind of be what you want it to be. And Mm -hmm. so um, I think that's one of the reasons we were super excited to interview you, because Mm -hmm. it's, it's inspiring, I think, for people to see someone that maybe didn't grow up doing this or didn't see themselves as this Mm -hmm. and uh, makes them want to get out there too. So So then what, uh, how did your journey continue after that first run? What did it look like? How did you not quit? (laughs) I just really wanted to challenge myself. I tend to like hyper fixate on like a craft, on a show, on some topics of food. Um, And I think that just happened to happen with running Mm -hmm. where I didn't do well the first time, but I was determined like, okay, there's a lot of potential here. I can try this again. Mm -hmm. So I just kept trying. I remember talking to Tiff and Brittany, learned about the Strava app. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, a visual. They make little maps of your run. That's so much fun. I can show people. And then we can give you kudos. Yes. And leave comments. Uh Oh my gosh. It's like social media for running. Mm -hmm. That's what Asher always says. Yeah. Running store. Um, So there was just so much to explore with that. And it was almost like doing a research experiment for myself of like, wow, how fast can I run? How can I, what's the fastest mile I can run? I don't even know what that is today. I couldn't (laughs) tell you. Um, But it was like a challenge where I could keep pushing myself and keep learning something new. Um, At some point, I had been talking to Brittany and I was like, I keep getting so exhausted when I'm running and I can make it a mile and a half and that I'm just so winded and like my 
lungs hurt and I don't know what to do. And she had told me, well, try interval running. Try running for like a few minutes and then walk for a shorter amount of time and just repeat that until you're getting to a good pace where you don't have to walk every few minutes. And that was revolutionary. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that was the best run I had had in probably the first few weeks that I was trying. And once I got that, and I was like, oh my gosh, it makes sense now. I just wanted to keep doing it. That's awesome. Really, yeah, I always tell new runners, like, slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not trying to set any records. You're, yeah. you're just trying to get out there and do it. And mm-hmm. interval running is magical. Oh, yeah. You will go much further than, than you think. Um, tell me about going running new places. Um, so <laughs> you ran, you know, at the, at, around the nursing building at Lee. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point you had to venture out. I know you've tried some trails and you've tried some, you know, different parks. What motivated you to do that? And what do you, yeah, what advice do you have for other people kind of tired of their same neighborhood or their same route? Yeah. So I will say that once or twice in high school, I tried picking up running and the property that my family lives on isn't in a neighborhood. We're kind of off the side of like a relatively busy road. So I couldn't go running on the road. We had a treadmill in the basement and I would run on that and I would get so bored just like running in the same place Mm -hmm. and listening to music. That was fun. I tried holding a book once and that didn't go very well. (laughs) I was just like bouncing my hands everywhere. Um, But I would always get so bored looking at the same like wall all of the time. So once I had gone on a few runs around Lee's campus, and luckily this was over the summer for the most part, so I, actually, I will circle back to that one. Um, After running on campus for a while, I was like, okay, I want to see something different. So I tried going on the Greenway a few times, and that was really fun. Brittany and Tiff always talk about Johnston Woods, so I went out there once in the middle of the day it was so hot and humid and I really should give it another shot but I'm just thinking about how oh my gosh wiped I was by the end of it but it was just the weather that got me honestly um yeah so I just wanted to have some different scenery to look at um I think I admire having a a bit of a path to follow um not quite like a track, but a general expectation of like, okay, I'll pass through campus, I'll Mm -hmm. pass through this same house that I see, but then making little branches off of that just to see new parts of a potential route I could take. But yeah, circling back, I've always had a lot of insecurity about like exercising in public and like being around other people mm-hmm. and they can see that I'm sweating so much and they can hear that I'm breathing and that my face is turning really red and I can do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So it was really beneficial for me to go running on Lee's campus over the summer because, you know, the students are out. Mm-hmm. There's a few conferences that come in, some summer camps, but I mean, they're, they're, they're children. They mm-hmm. don't know that I'm <laughs> struggling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do. We hear that a lot, um, that insecurity of like, but what if people see me? Like people mm-hmm. are going to see me or someone's going to drive by that knows me. Yeah. And I always think about when I'm walking my dog on campus, I am worried about my dog. Like I'm worried <laughs> about me and my dog and where we're going to walk and what I'm listening to. And oftentimes 
people think other people are more concerned about what they look like. But really, everyone's just concerned about themselves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, like how- I had to challenge myself and think, when I see someone else running on campus, I'm not looking at how sweaty they are. I'm like, wow, they're going for a run, and that's great. Yeah. They're taking or I'm like, hey, do I know you? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I always just try to remind myself that everyone cares about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay, you kind of mentioned this. Mm-hmm. The, this whole running kind of journey started in this spring, correct? Yeah. And so we're recording this right now in September. So um, I don't know how many. I can't do math. I don't know how many months that is. A, mu- a bunch of months. A later. bunch of months. <laughs> yeah. um, but also not uh, yeah. not too many. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about kind of where your running is now and if you have any um, goals that you're working <laughs> towards and kind of what that looks like from that first like half mile run till now? Yeah. So for a while, I was telling myself that I would sign up for a half marathon that is happening in October. Um and Brittany, I talked to Brittany about it. She was like, you're totally capable of doing this as long as you train well. And she even sent me a little spreadsheet of like, here's how many miles to run every day in your goal for the week. And I really wanted to keep up with it. But I also struggle sometimes with like pretty bad like mental health stuff. So that always, not always, it sometimes can get in my way. So specifically for the past few weeks, I've been like kind of struggling with a few different things. I would, you know, go to work in the mornings and come home and be exhausted. All I want to do is rest and then um, a few other commitments in the afternoons and evenings. And I would just truly like want to rest my body, want to rest my mind. Like the thought of having to put myself together and go put on some running shorts and some like a a running shirt and things like this and get out the door knowing that I want to do it well and it's such a big commitment to myself it's almost too daunting at times because I know that I need to hydrate well and you know eat enough food which tend to be the things that leave my priority list first Mm -hmm. when I'm not doing well mentally Mm -hmm. so I easily could have said, well, I enjoy running. I'm going to go anyway, even though I'm having a bad day, a bad week. But I also know myself well enough to know that if I do that and I don't have any food in the house, I'm going to get home and pass out and be on the floor Mm -hmm. and no one's there. Yep. And I think that's really important. We mentioned this, I think, in previous podcast is like runners, you are a runner if you run you can fall out of love with running. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes other things take priority. And it doesn't mean that you run all the time every day. Um, And so, yeah, running can come and go. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your focus has to, yeah, smartly shift to something else. You know, this week I really need to worry about getting all my meals in Mm -hmm. or sleeping enough. So I think that's... Yeah, just went grocery shopping yesterday. Good. Bought myself some like granola bars and stuff which is really hard for me to find because I have a nut allergy and there's Mm. so much protein and you know nutrients that come from like nuts and tree nuts that I just can't have Mm -hmm. so I really have to um, overcompensate with like the real meals that I eat Mm -hmm. which is also not the easiest thing to do yeah for me absolutely yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I, th- I think kind of Bernie already mentioned it. It's so important to focus on your overall health mm-hmm. um, in every aspect, whether that's physical or mental. And running is a piece of that, but it's never going to be the whole of that. And right. so I think that's really important to 
for just for people to hear, especially mm-hmm. people that are new runners, because like you were saying, Brittany, it can feel like, oh, maybe that wasn't for me. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a piece of that and it'll come back when it needs to come. Exactly. Yeah. I think any runner you talk to could tell you about a season where they didn't run at all, mm-hmm. you know, um, or where they needed to focus on something else. And only by doing that will you ever come back to it. Right. Um, so in conclusion, we have a couple <laughs> more questions to kind awesome. of wrap it up. Do you have any advice for people who don't run, mm-hmm. people who are new to running like you, and maybe advice for seasoned runners? So someone who runs a lot, Ooh. what would you tell them? Yeah. Well, I think for the new runners, I would just say kind of the very similar advice that Brittany gave to me. Like, it's not about running as fast as you can. You don't have to push yourself as hard as you can um, because you're just going to wear yourself out before you can begin to enjoy it. So just like Brittany told me, like, slow down. It's okay to take some breaks to walk. Um, It's really about becoming comfortable with, like, your body and your pace and everyone's you know, good jogging pace is going to look different and everyone has different goals. So think about what you want from yourself. Maybe look to others for some inspiration, see what they do, but really make it about yourself instead of what you think it should look like. That's great advice. Yeah, that's... Wow. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Um, For the... I guess, intro and seasoned runners, I would say the same thing that I'm currently in the process of, like, struggling through. Like, keep your body healthy. Feed yourself well. um, Get enough rest for yourself. I think I have observed a culture of, like, if I don't go for a run today, I'm going to feel, like, incomplete. I'm going to feel like I'm missing something. But I think that with, like, any habits that we have where we feel that way, it can become a slippery slope where it's like, I will prioritize this run, whatever hobby, over your basic needs. And that's something that I really have to remind myself of, of, like, I haven't been eating well the past few days. If I go for a run, I know it won't be good for me as much as I do enjoy running. So I just have to remind myself Let me make sure I'm resting well, eating well. And I just want, you know, active runners to remember that for themselves. Don't let this hobby, um, as much as you may or may not enjoy it, don't let it overshadow the fact that you still have a functioning body outside of your activity. Wow. That's great. Great He's advice. So oh my <laughs> god! So much. I can't even remember what we said, but it wasn't I don't as know. Good as it wasn't. <laughs> okay, so final lap, last question we have for you, and uh, it's one that we have both struggled through. Oh my so, gosh. what advice would you give to Abby from ten or you know, you just told everyone you mm-hmm. only just recently graduated from college, <laughs> so it can be from five years ago sure. if you want. What advice would you give yourself um, ten or five years ago? Yeah. I've been struggling with this a lot for the past few days. Um, I would tell myself to let my motivations in life be for myself and don't do things because you want to impress someone else or like 
feel like you need to earn something from someone if that's like like affection or just like a general love if that's just like relational or you know platonic whatever it looks like don't do these things for someone else do it because you are like you are good enough on your own and you should want to do these things to impress your own self you don't have to impress someone else Wow, that was so great, Abby. So much wisdom. Thank you. Oh, I feel so a little, little young girl. I'm so proud of you. I'm inspired. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on the Terra Girls podcast. This was, thank you for helping us figure out how to ask someone else questions and not talk <laughs> over each other. Mostly me. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us at the Cleveland Bradley uh, Public Library where we do our recording. Um, so, yeah, we're just really excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been a dream. <laughs> yes, we hope that you are all inspired by Abby's story, um, both of running, but also of all of her other amazing hobbies and her plant superpower. Um, <laughs> come by the coffee shop. Say hi to her. She will make you a really delicious coffee drink. Every and time. Give you some more like mic drop moments uh, of life advice. If <laughs> yeah, you some wisdom. Running, not running, four leaf clover related, whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to the Tarot Girls podcast. Um, we hope that you will continue to stay with us as we interview people from the Cleveland running community and just community community um, in the future. All right, I'm Tiffany and I'm Brittany. This is the Tarot Girls podcast with Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you to our friend, co-worker, and honorary terror girl, Abby, for sharing with us a bit about her life and running journey so far. If you want some more of Abby's wisdom, be sure to grab a coffee and say hi to her at Cleveland Coffee and Market in downtown Cleveland, Tennessee. And thank you all for listening and supporting the Terror Girls podcast. Until next time.